point start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. This is Ignition. Welcome to Ignition. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I'm Father Andrew Dickinson. And it's beginning to look a lot like late Advent, Father. Praise the Lord. Amen. This white stuff. Although you probably have more than we do. We, we at least have a couple inch coating. That's all. It's kind of melting. Yeah, we had posted a 10 or 12 inches uh, total accumulation. If you happen to be part of a region that's unfamiliar with the white fluffy stuff, dear listener, um, over the weekend, good parts of eastern South Dakota, particularly to, I don't know, central and north from there, um, got a good bit of snow. Sioux Falls, we got a couple inches, but yeah, as Father just said, and further north from you, Father, I think we got even more. Actually, no, we got the most in the state. I'm oh, really? Sure. Wow. Okay. Which is actually, I mean, rare, because usually that's not the case. But. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it is Advent. We're moving towards the celebration of Christmas, of course. Um, but Father, your uh, your acad- the academic year has to be, or the semester is close to wrapping up, yeah? Very quickly wrapping up. We, uh, in fact, they're in the middle of their final exams right now. And so we do a little planned procrastination events with them. We have like some late night pancakes and we were watching the Lord of the Rings trilogy uh, over the next, uh, started last night and the next couple of days getting ready for the Hobbit. Yeah, part, or yeah, I guess the first one's called The Hobbit. I didn't realize, somehow I lost that it went from two now to three parts. It's a, it, they make a trilogy out of The Hobbit. Yeah, out of a 180-page book. Yeah, anyway. Um, so, but our topic today, Father, came up from a, a real-life experience that you had recently. Uh, you want to oh, yeah. talk about you want to talk about that in hushed tones to make it more yeah happily interesting. Uh, here, you know, pardon? Never mind. Say <laughs> so, by the way, do you want to tell people where they can uh, email their questions? They already know. No. <laughs> if perchance this is the first time you've listened to Ignition, a podcast for the new evangelization, Father and I do welcome feedback and ideas for future episodes. So send me an email, C-B-U-R-G-W-A-L-D at sfcatholic.org. C-Bergwald at sfcatholic.org. Thanks for listening. That's not the end of the podcast, Father. That's that's your cue. Yeah, I'm thanking them to, for listening oh, now. Oh, good deal. Yeah. So, uh, first, so I assume that came to me uh, recently and said, yeah, hey, Father, we get together, got some questions. I said, sure. Any excuse to eat badly? And so uh, well, the student you know, said, hey, I've got some non-Catholic Christian roommates. And uh, one of them is always asking me why we Catholics uh, think that we're saved by works. You know, why are you Catholics teaching you're saved by works? Yeah, I think it's just a good discussion for us, maybe for the podcast, talk about you know, what does the church actually teach about salvation, about works, and maybe for you yourself, uh, dear listeners, how to have some of those responses of your own to questions like that. Yeah, just as we get into this at the outset, the thing that, um, is it, as you say that, and I think about that, that's certainly a, 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 um, a prominent view on the Catholic understanding of salvation, that we believe that we are saved by works. Uh, and, and obviously we're going to, to get into that. Is it true or not? Um, but, but particularly among, I think, um, well, Protestant 
Christians, certainly. Um, it's a very dominant view. Uh, I'm not sure about Catholics. Father, do you think in, in your pastoral experience and otherwise, your experience generally, do you think that Catholics would say that they are saved by works? Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I, I don't really, it, that's, that's something that I tend to hear, particularly fundamentalist evangelical Protestants, oh, well, not just that, Protestants in general saying about that's, why do you Catholics say that? So um, hopefully this will, as, as you just said, uh, clarify for any of them, but particularly for our Catholic listeners, maybe give you some, um, some ideas on how you might uh, confirm or deny, because you probably don't know yet until we tell you, uh, whether that is the accurate Catholic position. So, without further ado, Father, are we saved by works? Well, yes, we're saved by the work of Jesus Christ. It's oh. a human and divine action. Fully in the oh. crowd, obedience to his Father's will as he poured out his blood. And, is this Jesuitical sophistry? Uh, is this <laughs> I mean, is this I is this more source out on my Bible? You're Jesuitic. <laughs> Are you trying to evade the question? You, you can't see. This is this is just. No, I'm, I answer the question. <laughs> Are you saved by the works that you do? Are we saved by human work? You're, no. Are we saved by the works that we we do? That I when I do something good, does that contribute to my salvation? It is a in uh, in the Catholic anthropology. There is an enlarging of your heart, of your soul, uh, to uh, be able to better receive the grace of God as you cooperate with God. Um, and are you taking the pledge of allegiance there, or are you just feeling if your heart's getting bigger? I'm just seeing um, if my heart's getting bigger. Remember that this is an audio podcast for the new evangelization, not a video podcast for the new evangelization. But. Um, uh, so yes, so this idea that uh, you are cooperating with God and His grace and doing these things, and so you are saved by God, but you're not saved with, but He does not save you without your cooperation. So Catholics do teach that we're saved by works. Yes, by the work of Jesus Christ. You keep saying that. What, Father? Since, since you're trying to play Protestant interlocutor here. Uh, what does it mean to be saved by faith? Um, that that I contribute nothing. That, that apart from the grace and the work of Jesus Christ, I cannot be saved. That's what the Bible tells me. That is what the Bible tells me, frankly. That, I, that, that, I'd say very little. You'd say what? Sorry. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> no, 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 no. You would... Yo, go ahead. What were you going to say? No, I want you to keep going. Okay. <clears throat> well, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm saved by faith. It's, it's by, by acknowledging and accepting what Jesus did on the cross um, that, that I am saved. Apart from Jesus Christ, I can do nothing to contribute to my salvation. But he asks you all the time to act in accord with your salvation. You want to have some Bible verses? I would say something like that there, Dr. Bergwald, since you wanted to get your Bible out today. 
Sure. I'll contribute in this regard. I will. Uh, I'll, I'll wipe the dust off that thing and take a look at whatever you want me to look at. Well, it's whatever you want to look at. You put out. You must have something then. Oh. Uh, well, yeah, but that would require me to. Okay. Read the Bible? Know the yeah. Bible? Yeah. Also, what about uh, the Gospel of Matthew, uh, chapter, I believe it's 25? When Jesus yeah. comes, when the Son of Man comes again in glory at the end of the world uh, to judge the heavens and the earth, and he puts the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Found the verse I'm talking about there? I think it's verses 31 through 46, if I recall correctly. That sounds good to me. Ha! Huh. Right, and so he says, uh, come, blessed of you, my father, because I was hungry and you gave me to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me to drink, and so on and so forth. And they said, when did we do this? He said, whenever you did this to one of the least of my brothers, that you did unto me. Sounds like a lot of work going on there. It does. It does. So, father, forget the... Um, forget and then, the furthermore, what does it say about the goats? What does it say about the goats? It says that uh, they will go to hell because they did not feed, clothe, visit, and so on. Right, because of what they did not do. Sounds like the absence of a work. Absolutely. So what's your question? So, yeah, so... <laughs> How would you how would you formulate that into church teaching, Mr. Systematic Theologian? All right. So um, first of all, I would I, the, the Catholic position is that apart from the grace of Jesus Christ, I cannot contribute anything towards my salvation. I wouldn't disagree if 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 a Protestant right. Christian or, or somebody else said that to me. I, ab, absolutely. What I started out saying. Absolutely, that is completely correct. Yeah, but you didn't agree with me when I was uh, when I was being a t rather antagonistic. Oh, okay. That could be. Our, our connection isn't isn't the most solid today um but as you were saying so so god offers us grace we as catholics completely believe that we, we are saved by grace but god offers us the grace and then we as you were saying earlier um maybe not using the word cooperate or maybe you did i don't recall but we cooperate with that grace uh and in so far in so doing we do increase in holiness we increase in sanctification and for us we don't we 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 look at scripture and we see that salvation or justification and sanctification are sort of two sides of the same coin so um, am i saved apart from the grace of jesus christ no but am i called by jesus christ to cooperate with the grace by which he saves me absolutely and to me father when i you know when i when i'm talking to other christians about this i, I just I give the, think about an adult who knows nothing of Jesus Christ um, and, and, they, and they come and, and they accept, the, they, they believe the gospel, they accept Jesus Christ and so on, whether they're baptized or whatever kind of Christian they are. It, it, let's look at this and, and what happens and, and, and both of our understandings. We know that God is working in their hearts, but we see that obviously they're cooperating. I mean, they are, they are choosing of their own free will to investigate further and to say yes to Jesus Christ. So they're, they're, they're going on. So if you just look at human experience, the, the reality of how uh, concretely in real life people come to faith in Jesus Christ, we see that they do things and that they cooperate with God. That even the act of a uh, declarative belief is a human action, a human activity, a human work in that way. 
Absolutely. To, uh, to make a declaration of Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. It's a human action. It requires right. that very cooperation we're, we're talking about. I think the other way uh, to look at doing positively from the Catholic light is the notion of relationship. Um, that relationship uh, always has, uh, has to have an expression. It's part of our very humanity. As human beings, we express things. We are expressive. You know nothing of my soul, nothing of my heart, nothing of my inner self, except what I relate to you. And so our Lord gives us, in that way, a religion that is fit for humans. Yay! <laughs> Absolutely. And so he gives a religion fit for humans in the sense that um, we, uh, 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 he, he requires of us, he asks of us, he gives us the opportunity to make human actions of cooperation with his saving grace. Right, and because, it takes seriously our human actions against that saving grace. Because he's a loving father, and fa and I can speak from personal experiences. Fathers want kids want to involve their kids in his work. I want my kids to help. My wife wants my kids to help. Insofar as they able, they're able. And yeah, they might screw it up, but still, there's a joy that I have when my when my when my kids are helping me with something when they're cooperating with something, even if they couldn't do it without me. I still find joy in them doing it, and so do they. Very much so, yeah. And for myself as well, speaking from personal experience as a father, that I too find the joy when my children cooperate with the things that as I desire to do. And so, um, maybe in, in, outside of the fatherly relationship and fatherly activity is also then uh, the relationship of uh, love. You know, I, I talked to this student, I was like, you know, do you have significant other yeah you know their name okay here's the name you know what would they say if you said you know uh i don't need to express my love for you through any actions right right and so uh uh yeah you know <laughs> and the student quickly agreed that they probably would not be long in a relationship if that was kind of the way that one of them acted and so that there has to be those expressions those exchanges and those expressions have an impact on my love to the degree yes. that I, I, I express my love for my wife, I grow in love for her. You know, and, and, and that's what justification and salvation, sanctification are. They, they, they're, they're, in a sense, the spiritual dimension, of, or they, they are the, the reality in my soul of my love for God and his love for me. First, his love for me, but then my love for him as well. Right. To receive and then to uh, make a return. Exactly. You know, I think uh, most Christians, whatever their creed, you might say, would all acknowledge the need for some sort of stewardship. Yep. You know, that, uh, that, that the acknowledgement that God has given you things and you are called to make a return upon those things. And so in this way, we could uh, maybe another way to view uh, the church teaching this way of that God has given you the gift of eternal life and you're called to make a return and that eternal life that he has given you by his grace in answer to your faith uh, by your living out of that life. Right. And yeah, part of stewarding is also the growth and the expansion of that life. Yep. And so, um, even going back on uh, uh, the relationship notion too, and on the stewardship, either one of these, 
but also the beautiful truth that God himself in Jesus Christ has given us the means of response. What do you mean? Well, uh, he doesn't say, hey, love me, do whatever you want. He says, love me, and here's how you can love me best. Right? You can love me best by loving the poor, the hungry, the homeless. You can love me right. the best by doing this in memory of me. You can love me by going out to all the nations, teaching them to observe all that I command you, baptize them in the, name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You can love me by uh, carrying out my mission from the Father to uh, absolve sins and to retain them. Yes? Yep, absolutely. That makes yeah. sense. And that's just, I mean, to me, it's, it's one of the great things of being Catholic is these very, you know, what might from the outside seem like. So you were saying that, uh, where we'll pick it up, is you were saying that from the outside, all these things that as Catholics we can do or should do, so to speak, they look like something. They look like, they, they, now to uh, maybe non-Catholic sentimental, you might think of them as works or in some way that we, th uh, that we're, trying to earn something, but that's not the case at all. It's it's the privilege and the joy of being told by Lord how to enter into that embrace of love with him. Absolutely. Yeah, it's not, yeah. That's a, uh, Please, go ahead, go I ahead. I was about this in terms of uh, uh, a podcast of Peter Kraft on uh, what he calls a podcast of his titled Ecumenism. And he says, you know, one of the things about being Catholic and of that Catholic perspective is the very word itself, the whole thing, you know, that we don't cut or trim or protest anything away. But we accept the whole of that Christian life in that way. Absolutely. Yep. The other thing, too, that I think about with this this um, topic when it comes up, you know, saved, are you saved by works? And so what are, when we're talking about works, again, just to sort of uh, – along the lines of what we were just saying, we're talking about actions of love. We're talking about expressions of love. So it's it's not, you know, sometimes works makes it sound mechanical where I'm going to do this just so that I get the candy of salvation from the machine. And no, it's what we talk about works, what James means by works in his letter, faith without works is dead, is what our Lord, the things you were talking about with, with Matthew 25 and, and what you were just, just talking about as well in terms of the, the relationship idea, uh, metaphor, image, analogy, um, that th these are actions of love by which we respond to God's love to us. So I, it's, it's not, you know, it's not this mechanical idea of, uh, completely selfish. I'm just going to do this so that God gives me what I want. Yeah? Right. Well, I mean, of course, in a certain sense, one could say that that spirit is certainly present in some Christians from time to time. But the beautiful thing about uh, entering into that life of faith and action, of that action with God, of cooperating with his means, is that we also believe and trust that he will soften those hearts that might come at it from that maybe economic or hard calculation way. And, and yes, agreed. But the, 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 the point to keep in mind in all of that is that's, that's a, um, a misconstrual of, at least in this case, what is, what is authentic an authentically Catholic understanding of salvation. Yeah. Very much so. Very much so. And, um, and the need for us, of course, to always purify our own response in that way. Yep. So I think, you know, you, 
if somebody tells you, well, the Catholic Church believes X, well, as, show me the money. I mean, we've got, again, talk about, we've got the catechism, um, so you can, you can look up in paragraphs 1987 and following what the actual church teaching on grace and justification is. Um, so you don't have to rely on it. You don't have to just rely on Father or me if you're listening to the podcast. Go ahead, look it up. Um, there's it's not at all the way that it's that mechanistic approach that, that some people say it is. Right. It's, it's not at all. And, uh, uh, kind of, I think calls to mind the notion that abuse does not negate use. Yep. And that certainly people can make bad use of something, but that doesn't mean that there's no good use of that thing. So again, just it, it's we, we God loves us. We respond to His love, and in so far as we do, our love for Him increases. That's that's basically a, in a nutshell what the Catholic understanding of salvation and works is. What, what, is that right? Do you think? I think so. I think it's that's a pretty good nutshell. Okay. So, anything else, Father, from the conversation with the student that you think uh, it, it'd be good to uh, to mention in this context? Oh, yes. I think one thing that's always good is uh, whenever, and this is for any apologetic uh, context, whenever anyone says, oh, the church says this, I always ask them, well, where does the church say that? You know, that's just a good thing to say. Well, what document, what thing does the church actually say this? Um, Because oftentimes, you know, they don't have a source or they don't have like a real uh, source for what they say, and they're just kind of maybe perpetuating a stereotype or a, or a misconception or things like that. And it encourages them to actually maybe try and discover that the church might say something officially about herself, which uh, for some of our uh, non-Catholic Christian friends can be an interesting uh, opportunity uh, to return to the oneness and the unity of the faith. Right. Exactly. There, there is a book that, that summarizes the official Catholic teaching. And unfortunately, I mean, some people say, well, Father so-and-so told me, or theologian so-and-so said, unfortunately, um, as Father and I can both testify, priests and theologians sometimes, um, too often, in fact, get things wrong. So it is, it is a great gift that we have these actual texts, these documents, these books, resources, and so on, like the catechism, where we can uh, verify. So trust, but verify, as, as one, one former leader of our country put it. There you go. So that's, that's a way to, way to put it out there. But that's just an important thing in general, and even just like uh, in, any, in any statement against the life of the church, uh, whether from Protestant Christians or non-Catholic Christians, you know, it's, um, it's a powerful thing for my students, you know, when they're maybe in a class taught from a secularist, anti-faith uh, perspective, you know, and, oh, the Christians did this or that horrible thing, or they teach this or say that's okay. It's like, oh, where does, where does the church actually teach that? Yep. Yeah, it can, it's, a, it's a great way, my experience, and I think based on what you're just saying now, your experience as well, it's a great way to diffuse sort of a hostile situation to some degree, or at least um, mute the bluster that sometimes uh, particularly antagonistic um, uh, interlocutor, yes, individual might be bringing where you can, well, show me where they, because chances are they don't have a copy of church, the church documents in their back pocket and they no. can't just pull it out and show you. So, although with smartphones these days, father, but even so my guess is they aren't familiar with the actual texts themselves and wouldn't have the faintest idea how to go about actually proving that what they say is true. 
And it's a good reminder for yourself, you know, if you want to try and, um, you know, straw man uh, someone else's faith, because it's kind of a straw man argument that they're using, right? Um, you know, you, you kind of create a false version of someone else's view and then show it to be absurd, and therefore then you think that person's viewpoint is absurd. Um, and so that's what they're trying to do, like, you know, why are Catholics saved by faith or saved by works? But on the flip side of that, we as Catholics should not uh, or should avoid making straw man arguments against other people's faith. Um, and so uh, uh, and there's always, I think, a better apologetic to know your own faith and to expound it and explain it and invite people to make their yes to it than to say why they should say no to something else. I completely agree with you, Father. You know, one of the best books on apologetics I, I've read came out a number of years ago, about eight or nine years ago, um, How Not to Share Your Faith by Mark Brumley, who's the uh, president of Ignatius Press. How Not to Share Your Faith. And um, I think it's in there. I, if, if, I'm pretty sure it's in there, but if it's not in there, it's still it's, it's, a, it's a great point. Um, you always make sure along these lines that if, if you're referring to something that somebody else believes, just as you want them to show you where the Catholic Church believes what they say it does, you shouldn't say, well, such and such church teaches this unless you've actually looked it up in their documents. Uh, yeah. It doesn't do any good. Unfortunately, I've seen far too many apologetics, Catholic apologetics books say that such and such church believes something that isn't the case. And so if I'm going to refer to the Catholic apologetics book, I better make sure that it's actually accurate. Exactly. So that's our, I think, our duty to, tr or our, um, our responsibility to truth. Um, you know, even if, even if it makes me arguing for or against something a little bit harder, that's still responsibility that we have. So. Well, Father, anything else that you want to add or uh, should we wrap things up? Okay, we lost, Father, so we'll just go ahead and end the podcast there. Again, feel free to email us if you have any questions. Email me if you have any questions or ideas for future topics. Seabergwald at sfcatholic.org. Thanks and God bless. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ignition. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for future topics, you can email me at seabergwald at sfcatholic.org. That's C-B-U-R-G-W-A-L-D at sfcatholic.org. Again, thanks for listening.